0: on The Things We Say. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Nate. We are glad to be back after a short hiatus, and these hiatuses become longer and longer. (laughs) But we promise, we think about you guys every week. We do, and we talk about the fact that we do this less than we should. And it's funny,
1: I've been listening back to old podcasts, and from the very beginning of doing this, even when we were at our most consistent, we open almost every single episode with an apology that we haven't recorded in X amount of time. So but we
0: we we still are at it. So we are contrite. Though. I think this is six years in. Yeah, yeah. At least, which is really crazy. It's longer I, than I thought it would be. I want to
1: challenge Sheldon to go back and listen to a few of uh, of our old podcasts because I really, um, I really feel like we both have some opinions that have changed. Oh yeah. And I would love to visit some of those things that have changed and talk about them now.
0: Even Rylan was telling me he wants to come back on and redo his take on Star Wars. Oh yes. He He's, was he said when I was nine my takes were terrible on yeah. Star Wars. I, I would
1: love to hear his older takes now because obviously he was at the time all about the uh the, the sequel movies. Yeah, and so yeah, I would I would be all about that, and yeah, I thought about that. I was like, he was so young when we had him on. Here.
0: He was nine, and he's <laughs> thirteen now. That's amazing, which is crazy. <laughs> good old Ryland, I like him. Well, it's good to know that my favorite internet preachers are telling me that the the return of Christ is near, <sighs> because uh, you know Israel's having a skirmish with Gaza. Yep, that, as we all know, brings forth the Antichrist. Yes, although. My, my favorite ones are the guys that were like, we need to get that temple built now, uh, and we need to build a temple on the Temple Mount, and then, and I'm thinking, and then, according to the way you have this plan, the Antichrist can come and desecrate your temple. Yes.
1: And then you make Jesus come back.
0: And then that will let
1: Jesus come back, because... Except he's a pre-tribber, so, so Jesus would come back the first time first for
0: him. Does the temple have to be desecrated for him no, to come no, back? No, no,
1: no. The temple, tactically, according to dispensationalist thought, is
0: built at, into the tribulation, like like midpoint in the tribulation. Oh no! So whoever I was listening to was thinking that we have to have that temple rebuilt so that Jesus can come back. Right. Right. And I was like, yes, He is waiting on a building. Yes. Yes, that, but his, if I remember, if, if I know what you're on. referring to, if I remember the one you're referring to, his
1: actual thing was they need to hawk some missiles at the Dome of the Rock. Yeah,
0: to blow that to thing clear off it, the spot. To clear it out for the temple. For the temple that must be built. Oh. There, there's a whole horde of dispensationalist Christians that would love nothing more than to see the temple rebuilt, which troubles me greatly. It troubles me
1: greatly, yes. <laughs> I... And again, what, what are you
0: hoping happens in a new temple? Are you re hoping to to reinstitute the sacrifice system? To do the things that we don't need anymore because of Jesus? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so confused. Why any Christian would be all about this? You
1: know, it's interesting. I've, I was I was looking through Scripture and somebody pointed this out. I don't remember if it was if it was an episode of the Naked Bible podcast or if it was somebody else, but pointed out that once the temple the first temple solomon's temple was destroyed the presence of god never returned to the temple right like never like there's no there's no big elaborate like we saw when the temple was dedicated like, he he doesn't come back to the temple and that's not to say that he abandoned israel by any means but that was that was kind of the completion of that whole cycle of of the first covenant
0: cuz it's built on covenant yeah and and it, and it was done. The reason there's a covenant of salt, the the salt part of it is if you don't abide by these words of my covenant, basically he salts the land. Yep. And makes it unusable. Yep. And yes, the the promise was then that they would be restored for sure. That's that's definitely there. Right. And they were. Right. That part was upheld.
1: Right. But but yes. he there's also multiple times like I will not be returning. Like yeah. In this, like I won't, I won't be coming back in this manner. We'll bring you back, but I'm not coming back in this manner. Hmm. And so there was. That's why there was this whole thing of like the wait and hope for the Messiah, because they knew that was what was going to actually restore the relationship they had with Yahweh. Yeah, because it wasn't. They were they were living off of what had been, not what was.
0: I just worry that there are people out there waiting for a powerful ruler named Nikolai Carpathia to come in and assume his power over the UN. Hmm. Why were all of the names just always so terrible? <laughs> so I mean, there, there was a, there was another series. That's that's the Left Behind series yeah. for those of you that aren't tracking. Yeah, there
1: was another series where they made a guy. What was his name? uh Oh, Franco Macaluso. I'm like, you ended them both with O, huh? We really wanted to get that Italian feel. Well, he's got to be from Rome. Right? right, right, right.
0: I mean, they're so close. <laughs> <sighs> See, that's the thing. It's almost like,
1: like... I feel like we're mocking this without giving anyone real context of anything. <laughs> that is true. Which is, which is probably... is are just being extremely sarcastic, <laughs> which is probably not.
0: But that's the mood I'm in right now. I know. When, when I encounter these things and I'm like, I've been told... And the whole church has been told since 1942... It, or whenever forty yeah, eight. Forty eight. When, when yeah. is, Israel's reestablished that well, here it comes. Here comes the temple. We gotta <laughs> get that rebuilt and then Jesus is gonna come back and rapture the church out of here and... and and again, my
1: biggest frustration with it is is how much you are actually reading into scripture. And yeah. I don't mean that you're getting that you're diving into scripture and studying it. You're reading assumptions into scripture, particularly Revelation, that just are not there. Yeah. You are putting yourself in a story, then, in a way that it is not meant to be. So, and let I, me be very clear to everyone hearing my voice: the United States is not mentioned <laughs> anywhere in Scripture. Whether we rise or fall is not. Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> your chair fell apart. Is not indicative of the end times. We're just not
0: there at all. We're just not. So. I would say that the church has been living in the end times since Jesus left. Yep. Because even that's... Paul expected right. his return during his time. Right. Which and did not happen. We as Christians have always been looking for the return of our Lord, <laughs> which means every every system that's developed for interpreting the signs of the times always conveniently puts the people that are doing the interpreting at the end. Yes. Or yes, near the always, end. always. You, you never somehow put this another thousand years down the road. But when, when I taught the Revelation class for the youth, one thing that I told them was it is much better when you're reading Revelation to hold in the other hand the Old Testament, mm-hmm. because that's what John was doing. John's scripture, when, he, when when the New Testament says all scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, and instructing in righteousness, what scripture did they have in their hand? Yeah. It was the, the Old, Old Testament. Testament. That's what they're holding. And yes, that's not to diminish the New Testament, for sure. Right. That is our sacred scriptures, but they were in the process of being written right. at that time. Right. When they say that, that's what they're referring right. to. The New so Testament has a context. The Apostle John, as a pastor to these churches is holding the old testament he's seeing a vision he's not telling you how and where he's selecting themes imagery um thoughts patterns numbers whatever it might be from scripture because he expects you to know your old testament inside and out the way he does right and he borrows it from all over the place and tries to use it to show you what he's talking about. Right. And his and his and, main point. And he's doing prophecy. Yes. In in a New Testament way, but from someone who is deeply rooted in the old testament. Yes. And in a a Israel that is currently under oppression mm-hmm. but is also headed into a rough right. time.
1: But the main point, and this is what we always miss in Revelation, we want to know all the dates and the signs and the times, the entire point of the cyclical, and yes, it is cyclical, nature of Revelation is this, that Jesus Christ has and will
0: overcome, period. End of story. That is the entire point of Revelation. This is the further part of the thought that I didn't get to. Yes. It's better to hold your old testament in one hand and revelation uh, in the other than hold revelation in one hand and your newspaper in the other. Yes. And today it's better to hold Revelation better not to hold Revelation in one hand and Twitter in the other or right. X. Right. You you can't do this. Hold continue to hold your old testament in the hand in one hand and revelation in the other, and it'll bring you so much more comfort. Yep. Instead of looking for all the imagery that you find in Revelation in your local news, look for it in Revelation and it, or in the Old Testament, yeah. and it will help you tremendously. Yep. Um, one book that I was reading that was so incredibly comforting and helpful um, said that Revelation refers to the Old Testament over 400 times, mm-hmm. which is really tough to do in just a couple hundred verses. Right. <laughs> right it, it, it is it is worth doing and so looking back is better than yeah. uh, looking at the news to draw your revelation conclusion I guess
1: we have done a whole podcast on this so there's there's context for yeah, this yeah. it's just it's just back a while
0: I just wanted to re-up that no it's uh, yes yes absolutely
1: yes yeah. um, all right I, I do I will say though we we've been having several branching discussions about the current Israel. israeli-palestinian conflict and I do think, though, it is a tough thing because there's so many conflicting things to feel about what's going on. Knowing that, you know, as Christians, knowing that there are believers on both sides of this conflict, there are, there are people in in Israel, there are Israelis who are Christians who who have found Jesus. There are people in in Gaza, in in Palestine, that have found Jesus, that are that are brothers and sisters in Christ, and they're dealing with the fallout of all of this stuff. Um, yeah, and it is it is a very complex issue, for certain, um, in some ways, and and not there another is
0: stark evil. Yeah, that is taking place too. Yeah, and we're praying praying for swift justice on those doing evil, and yes. um, compassion, and and God's mercy on those that are caught in a crossfire that yep. do not deserve it.
1: Yes, yes, so, yes. Yeah. All right.
0: That's not why we are here. We are not. No, we are not here for that. Why are we here, Sheldon? We're going to talk tonight a little bit about Ohio's issue one. So I know if you're not in Ohio, this might be like, okay, well, that's fine for Ohio. What has happened in the U.S. over the last little while means that Ohio's issue one is coming to a state near you. Mm -hmm. So if you are in the United States of America, your state is going to be dealing with Something similar to what we've, yeah. and we I think, have been dealing with and we are currently working through. And
1: I think we're the seventh state to deal with a state abortion, uh, some kind of abortion law, yeah. reproductive law. On so the
0: books. broadly, to catch everyone up to speed, obviously over, Roe v. Wade is overturned, which means the issue gets punted back to the states. And unlike um, what people think, it does
1: not mean that abortion is illegal. Roe v. Wade does not right. make abortion illegal, it just makes it subject it, to state law.
0: It takes away the federal judicial protection right. of the freedom of prosecution for someone who uh, performs an abortion. Right. I think I've worded that well. I believe that's Okay, correct. so, and in Ohio, we have basically what amounts to a heartbeat law. It was passed by both houses and signed by our governor. Um, it has not, our heartbeat law means that after a heartbeat has been detected, it will be illegal to perform an abortion in that case. To perform an elective abortion. An elective abortion. Yeah. Yes. For, I think there is provision for life of the mother. Yes. There
1: are some provisions in in place for that. Some
0: carefully carved out. Yes. Provisions. Yes. Yes. Which I think are necessary. However,
1: that has been challenged in court. Mm Mm-hmm. And is currently in litigation. Yes. And because of that it is not currently It is law. not currently law. And is and again, we have yet to see how that's going to shake out. Which means that currently in Ohio, abortion is legal up to twenty two weeks of a pregnancy. How that many
0: weeks are there total? Forty weeks. Forty. So
1: up to so about 22. halfway into the pregnancy, a little over halfway in. Yes. Um, and it's based on the the viability of uh, yes, my nine the fetus. times four was failing. Me. Yeah, it's based <laughs> now. That's that's obviously a big stretch. I honestly think that usually about twenty eight weeks is more where you're going right. to now. You there have been exceptions, and I think that's why they put it there. Um, where, where younger than that have survived outside the womb with help, of course. Yeah. Um. So so I think that's why that line end up being drawn. But as we stand, as it stands, right at this moment. We currently have a 22-week allowance for elective abortion in Ohio.
0: So what happened was during the election earlier this year, what month was that?
1: That was in August. August. So
0: there was an August election, which is usually a procedural election or special election, uh, local elections, that kind of thing. Um, But they had a state issue on the ballot. um, Because Ohio's constitution is easily amended, for some reason for the last hundred um, years about a little yeah, less. It wasn't always that way. No, um, but it is easy to amend the Ohio constitution, which has been seen as a problem different times over the last hundred years because very lengthy and wordy things can be simply added to the Ohio constitution with a 50 plus one vote. Right. So if you have 50% plus one of the people voting that is, that whatever you voted on becomes part of the Ohio Constitution. Right. Um, And there was a previous issue one. It was called issue one.
1: That was in August. That was in August. Um, And That that was about changing that standard or actually reverting that standard back to a 60% standard. Which is what it was. Previous to the the change there. Now, I'm going to say a few things um, in defense of that idea real quick. And a criticism of how I saw
0: some things play out during that time. Okay. So still just from a broad level, the idea was right now it's 50% and Plus we one. see it coming down the pike that we're about to make a decision as a state on abortion. On abortion, yes. And and there was a feeling that the threshold needed to be higher um, for to decide an issue of that magnitude. We should have more agreements in order to change that. And so the effort in August was to put something on the ballot that says it takes 60% instead of 50% to add something to the Constitution. And a yes vote would have made it tougher to get um, a a change made to the 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 Ohio Constitution. Constitution. So a yes vote was what the pro-lifers were pushing for in August. And the issue one that's on the ballot today is pro-abortion and so the pro-life position would be a no vote so the for pro-life people it's like in august you voted yes on issue one if that was if you were following say ohio right to life right or something like that you would you would vote yes on issue one in august and then in november you're voting no which is already a bit confusing but right that brings us up to today right kind of where we're at um and we'll get into November's Issue 1 here. Right. But go ahead right. with the well, context you yeah, wanted to going, Well, going back to August's Issue
1: 1, um, I did vote yes for that Issue 1. But I did not vote yes because I saw the abortion thing coming down the pike. I understood that that's why it was important to a lot of people. For me, I am one of those things that I'm like, it should be hard to change the Constitution. That is the founding document of our state. It should not be easy. It should not be arbitrary. It should not be on the whims of culture, left, right, up, down, or otherwise. It should be a solid foundational thing that we have to have majority agreement in the state to change. Clear majority. Clear yeah. majority. So okay, not simple just,
0: majority. Just for reference, the federal constitution. Yeah. And the way we change the federal constitution currently. Yeah. You would need what is it, three fifths of the states? I believe that's correct, yes. So if three-fifths of the states sign a particular referendum, it would become call a con- call a an convention. amendment. Yeah, call it would call, call a convention, amendment. and then okay. it would be voted upon. Okay. And then, um, what is it, three-fifths of the House, too? Is it three-fifths of the House, or is it...
1: I don't have my copy of the Constitution with me. That's, I, I that's what I was I wondering.
0: The U.S. Constitution, this, the standard is very high. Yeah,
1: it's very high to change, which is why there have not been a ton of amendments. Right. There have not been a ton. Um, and so I I look at the Ohio Constitution as well, and I'm I'll like, look it up. You can do. And the name. thing is, is the Constitution should be the same. Laws can still be passed, right? Aside from that, this 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 kind of thing is punting. It's the legislature saying we don't want to be accountable for the laws we do or do not place. So we'll just put it on the people and make it a fifty a simple fifty one plus one percent vote. Um, and so I was I've. Aside from the abortion issue, I was completely 100% for raising that standard Um, because I do think the majority of people should agree on a thing or it should not happen, and I don't mean a simple majority uh, because you end up with with enmity and fighting and all that. If you can get 60% of people to agree on a thing, then that's really where it should go and really what the heart of the state is and what people are feeling. Um, However, uh, I did have a lot of criticism over how I heard issue one, August issue one, talked about because it was purely being put forward with the whole abortion thing and all that. And again, I I am I I oh, side with that. Uh,
0: sorry, go real for quick. It. The federal one is if a amendment is proposed, this is Article Five of the U.S. Constitution uh, by Congress with a two thirds vote in both the House okay. and the Senate, or by a convention proposed. Amendments called by Congress at the request of two thirds of the state legislatures. Okay, okay. So two thirds of the state legislatures
1: have to have to choose it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's the US Constitution is anything over 66%.
1: Right. And so which again, I think is I think is great. I think it makes sense. You have to work things out amongst yourselves. That's how you
0: get so to that, the best option. Ohio options. was trying to align a little that that was my contention is yes. The reason I voted yes. Is the same as yours. Yeah. I thought it should be tougher to change the Ohio Constitution. I actually would have voted for anything up to and including sixty-seven percent. Yeah. I think more than sixty-seven is being more stringent than our federal government. Right. It just doesn't make sense. Right. Um, but if the threshold was anything less right. than sixty-seven percent, I'm good with it. Right. And and
1: so to be clear, I don't think that a lot of the things that were being said by people who were very very pro-life about the previous issue one. I don't think it was disingenuous because that was the thing they were looking at. That's They knew it was coming. They're like, "We, this is a, a thing that we know, again, essentially we know this won't go, won't fly with 60% of Ohioans. And they're right, it wouldn't. Um, and so I understood their panic, but th- that was about more than that. And it was a particularly interesting one to me because that, though it led to an issue that was moral, and as a pastor this is one of the things that was issue- interesting to me, that particular vote was not a moral vote. Right. And so like I wasn't gonna stand I'm not gonna stand up in the pulpit and talk about that issue one because no. it's far greater in scope than the moral issue. It is it it's is a procedural. A, it is a thing. procedural and a political thing. Like that is not something that I think as a pastor I have any I mean, I would talk to somebody if they came to me and asked about it and tell them why I was vote. I actually had several people do that. And I was like, here's why I'm doing it. Now, all that aside, it did not it did not pass. Um it was not a slam dunk. I mean, it was Definitely defeated, uh, but it was not an uh, overwhelming right. uh, defeat. Um, but it was defeated, which, again, I, I kind of hate that because of all the reasons I've explained, but all things said, let's, let's move on now. We're moving on to the November issue one. What I said about the previous one not being a moral issue, and this is not something that pastors or people should speak on in the church or whatever, for this issue one, I am one hundred percent the opposite of that. Yeah. This has this is a moral issue. This is an ethical issue, and this is something that, as pastors, as Christians, as believers, need to speak about. We have to speak about these things. This is not a winsome thing. This is not a. Well, let's just let live and let live and, and be and let be. No, 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 no. This is a matter of justice and injustice and needing to stand up for what is actually just in this case. So I will say that to begin with. That is part of why we're having this discussion.
0: Because if you're going to say what's true, you need to say what's true regardless. Yes. And if people make moral issues political... Right. Pastors have a right and a responsibility to speak up on moral issues. Yes. Yeah. Mandate, um, I would say. Yeah, know. absolutely. Yeah. It, that's why you have a pastor, and right. it is for them to speak up on moral issues and help bring truth and clarity to those things. Yeah. And it, the pastor's place is not political. No. It, we're, we don't involve ourselves in the political sphere. Now, like what you were saying, some people are coming to you as a yeah. friend yeah. and saying, Hey, what what would you do in this situation? That's not a pastoral question. That's hey, right. I, I know Nate and I have similar convictions right. to him politically and I right. want to know what he thinks. And I and I don't think there was anything immoral right. or or
1: made anybody evil for not wanting to do a sixty percent majority. No. I think they were wrong. Definitely politically, yeah. but it was not wrong. It was not morally in any way like that has no bearing whatsoever in that case once again this one is different and the part of the confusing thing the part of the thing that frustrates me is that this has been this is issue one as well and so i think you're going to get a lot of confusion in ohio of people thinking that the previous issue one is just up again and they think they'll vote one way or the other. They're not how many people actually read the bills that are there for them to read at the voting booth. Like that trouble. Like I know the issues when I go in, and I still read it to make sure nothing's been changed or added or tweaked that I'm missing. But I honestly wonder, with much fear and trembling, how many people don't even bother reading those. They're just like, oh, a couple of things. Oh, okay, skim it. Yeah, that. Well, that sounds Well, okay.
0: one thing that we do have in Ohio that's been nice is on these issues. They do have right beside the wording for the bill, yeah, on the ballot. They have a for issue one statement right. and an against issue right. one statement, which I appreciate. So, you have the campaign that put together the issue and brought it forward puts their pros up, right? And the people that oppose it put their cons up, right? And so, even if you can't make it through all the legal jargon. At least you have that. Right. And that's what I'm kind of hanging my hat on, is hopefully whoever's writing up the cons right. on one needs to be extremely clear what this is right. about. And that was one of the things... Because that's... the wording of the bill is awful. Right. It's very confusing.
1: Right. And and we're going to read it here in a little bit. Um, but once again, this this is a moral issue. And let me go back to this. If you are listening to us and you were pro-choice... Um I will say as I've always said I make a differentiation between pro-choice choice people and pro-abortion people. They are very different. They're like right. the difference between a pro-life person and a maniac who would blow up an abortion clinic or shoot a uh an abortion physician. Like Yeah. A pro-abortion person is some is the lauding an abortion person. Like I I understand some of you out there you're listening to us and you think it's this is just not something I should be involved in. I think this is somebody's choice and that I get that. I hear you. I don't agree, but I hear you. And I don't think that, again, you are reprehensibly evil or wrong for having that, that position. I understand right. logically um, how you are coming to that conclusion. And my libertarian sensibilities, to some degree, empathize with you. Right. However, um, I am still staunchly pro-life. Uh, I will always be that. Uh, Not just based on my religious convictions, but because science is catching up to the reality of of fetal awareness, to the reality of fetal uh, abilities to feel pain, different things like that, and the actual fact that this is a separate living entity. Um, With
0: its own blood type, its own genetic code. Its own DNA, all the things. Yeah, its own
1: heartbeat. And the more that we get into this, the more I'm realizing there is a line that is being drawn now where instead where there was once the, you know, it's just a clump of cells or it's basically a parasite that's living off of you. It has now turned into, yes, I understand it has its own this, that and the other. And I don't care. Yeah, it is. It is transitioned. It has changed. The conversation surrounding this issue has completely changed. Um, So, again, we'll get into some of that as we go. Um, And, guys, I know this is not – we don't typically talk about things as necessarily heavy as this, uh, but we both agreed 100% this is something we need to dive in on. Yeah. So for those of you who are pro-choice, I want to reiterate, currently in Ohio, the law allows for elective abortion up to 22 weeks. Granted, there is a heartbeat bill in the courts. I honestly have no idea where that's going to end up landing when it's all said and done. My assumption is that it will probably not make it um, into law, which means that everybody would have to go back to the drawing board to decide what this would be, and the 22 weeks would stand up to that. So, you want to talk about issue one directly now, sure. Or do yeah. you have anything to add? I've I've been very ranty
0: here for the last no. Couple it's minutes. fine. I'm I'm with you all the way, and <clears throat> I just I do uh, appreciate that there are. Um, definitely good people on both sides of this issue. And it's not, it's not a one way street. And I definitely get the, um, misgivings of people on the pro-choice side for sure. Um, I'm with you in, in a classical liberal sense, totally understand the right of people to make their own decisions um, if you look at the whole COVID pandemic, the right of people to decide their own medical care is important, right? Um, and some of that language is all wrapped up in, in what we're talking yep. about here. And And when I say the language of the bill is horrible, it's because it's horrible because it's confusing and it's intentionally hiding the ball. Right. I wish the reason we're taking time on this podcast, is I would love to be extremely clear about what we're talking about. Yeah. And if you're voting for this, you should know what you're voting for. And if you're voting against this, you should, you should know why. Yeah, yeah. And, and again,
1: from my libertarian perspective, in the whole thing of my body, my choice, yes, I 100% agree. But that does not include you being able to kill something else arbitrarily just because. And that, that is what this is. You're not talking about doing something to your body. You are talking about doing something to the body of another individual. Yes, that is reliant on you. Yes, that is growing inside of you. But it is another life. It is another individual. And I have long taken the stance that I understand that there are some situations where abortion is needed because a mother will not survive the pregnancy. For me, I look at that and I say that turns it into a self-defense issue. In the same way that if somebody was attacking you and you have the right to defend your own life, you have that same situation in this. And I get it that it's not a sentient being that's intentionally attacking you and all those things. I get that there are complexities to that. But that's where I
0: can at least come to and be like, I understand legally where this sits. And the other thing that's not in play here is when we believe that life begins or what would be ideal in in our minds of where to draw that line. Um, As it stands, there's no attempt to make Ohio law any stricter than the six-week heartbeat bill, which I think is... About as far as you could legally I agree. go right. in in our state, for sure. Right, And again, um, morally and
1: ethically, I believe different things than what I feel like you can prove Exactly. Legally.
0: But that's not in play. Like, the, the Plan B pill is still there. So when we're talking about reproductive rights and all of that stuff, yeah, I mean, you have the right to... Uh, contraception, you have the right to, you know, uh, Plan B pill. You have the right to all those other things. And up none of until these,
1: and none of these things are on the table, right? Like that, these are settled. They're there.
0: That's settled. You're nobody's trying to take miscarriage, that away. Miscarriage care,
1: right? Tubal pregnancies, like all of these things. And again, my wife is an OB nurse. We have discussed these things. <laughs> these right. things are just. In the, they have nothing to do with any kind of abortion bill or anything. Doctors anyone, are protected. Mothers right. are protected. And anyone everybody. who tells you otherwise is lying to you. Right. Again, I have several medical professionals in my family. Anyone who tells you anything else is lying to you.
0: And they have a reason for lying And they to
1: have you. a motivation to do that. They're either lying to you or they don't actually know what they're talking yeah. about themselves. Um, I'll give the benefit of the doubt on that one for some. But right now, I'm going to go ahead and read the, the bill. That is yep. that is up for uh, f- up for this. So I'm just going to read the text. This is from uh, the uh, the uh, Secretary of State, um, but I'll just I'll read it here. Be it resolved by the people of the state of Ohio that Article One of the Ohio Constitution is amended to add the following section. Excuse me. Article One, Section Twenty Two, the right to reproductive freedom with protections for health and safety. A Every individual has a right to make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions, including, but not limited to, decisions on 1. Contraception, 2. Fertility treatment, 3. Continuing one's own pregnancy, 4. Miscarriage care, and 5. Abortion. B. The state shall not directly or indirectly burden penalize, prohibit, interfere with, or discriminate against either, one, an individual's voluntary exercise of this right, or, two, a person or entity that assists an individual exercising this right, unless the state demonstrates that it is using the least restrictive means to advance the individual's health in accordance with widely accepted and evidence-based standards of care. However, abortion may may be prohibited after fetal viability. But in no case may may such an abortion be prohibited if in the professional judgment of the pregnant patient's treating physician, it is necessary to protect the pregnant patient's life or health. C. As used in this section, 1. Quote, fetal viability means, quote, the point in pregnancy when, in the professional judgment of the pregnant patient's treating physician, the fetus has a significant likelihood of survival outside the uterus with reasonable measures. This is determined on a case-by-case basis, end quote. Two, quote, state, end quote, includes any governmental entity and any political subdivision. D, this section is self-executing. All right. There's a lot of word salad here. Sheldon, do you have anything to say in the initial reading of this that you want to throw out?
0: No. Okay. I think mostly it's trying to make it sound like a freedom issue. Yes. And I would have welcomed all of these people's assistance during COVID. Yes, 100%.
1: <laughs> so let me be very clear. When, are...
0: when they were not concerned at all about medical
1: freedom. <laughs> yes. Let me, let me be very clear that there are, of the... Five things that they listed in section A. There are only two of them that are even on the table in this whole discussion. Right. Contraception as number one? No, there is nothing with that in all of this. Yes, I understand that there is some right to life people, particularly the organization, who are Catholic. And the Catholic Church has a very, very strong stance even on contraception. That is not the church universal, ironically enough, since I just said Catholic. Um, (laughs) That is not all of evangelicalism. That is just not something that is dominant throughout Christianity in the United States. Contraception is not on the table. There are no laws concerning this. This is not an issue. Fertility treatment. Nobody is trying to deal with any of this. There are some fringe elements that have issue with what happens to fertilized fetuses, Or fertilized eggs, as a part of the um, the uh, in vitro process, process. there are some questions there. I get that there are no threats of laws or anything being passed to deal with fetal treatment at all. That is not a thing. There is nothing. Yeah, that's in the realm
0: of uh, moral and ethical debate. Right. It's basically people debate this. They discuss this there's not one law that i am aware of nothing, that is coming nothing. for that at all continuing one's own pregnancy
1: obviously gets into the abortion issue so that one that one stands in this that's that's part of it four miscarriage care again not an issue there is no, i mean there's absolutely nothing that has ever been proposed in any bill that has any touch of ramification on miscarriage care everybody the dumbest politician you have ever met understands what this is and what is happening Yeah, there's there. no
0: place for that in that soup. If you want to have that discussion, it would pass 99.9% to 0.01%. Right, right. That, and
1: five is abortion. Yeah. So again, contraception, not a debate anyone's having. Nobody's worried about that. Nobody's doing it. But they're throwing it in here because it's like, oh, well, we're going to lose that ability. No, no, this is not a thing. They're putting this in here to add to the hysteria of what is happening here. Same with fertility treatment, same with miscarriage care. None of those things are on the table, nor have they ever been. Just never, never, ever, ever. Um, so that's the first issue that I take with this. Yes, This is not about abortion. This is pulling other things in to try to make it seem like it's a weightier thing. Again, abortion is already legal in Ohio up to 22 weeks. There is no ban on abortion in Ohio. We have restrictions after that. And even then... If, if a physician can say, well, here are the problems we're going to have to abort, that's legal. Nobody gets in trouble for Even that. Even the heartbeat bill itself has Even carefully the carved has, out yes. restrictions. Yes. So the B section. The state shall not directly or indirectly burden or penalize, prohibit, interfere with, or discriminate against either, one, an individual's voluntary exercise for this right, or two, a person's or en- person or entity that assists an individual exercising this right. This is part of the issue. What is on the table with bans in Ohio is not prosecution of the mother. Right. And I'm going to say woman even though they say individual here and we're going to get to the individual issue here in a minute. Cuz men can be pregnant too. Is no they that can't. Where, is no that they where can't. You're going I I refuse to participate in this part of society <laughs> oh, no, I was 100% just, uh, talking according to their logic. Yes. Yes one. and no, and and this is where we'll get into that later. Okay. But I will say woman, because that is what it is. Uh, women have children. That's how it works. Men, we contribute, but they're, that's, they're that's what we do. They're magic beings yes, are able are. to produce children. They are. They are. Um, so the individual's voluntary right to exercise, again, There's no nothing is on the table with that. There is not a place where we're saying, oh, we're going to prosecute mothers for having an abortion. That's not in any of the bills or any of the things that have been proposed. There, Again, there are some extreme elements in the pro-life side that think that should be the case that a woman should be prosecuted and jailed for for having an abortion. However, what is in place with some of these things is penalties for physicians that perform it after the fact yeah. against the law. So this is to protect those entities, so Planned Parenthood or other places where physicians are doing this work, that assists an individual in exercising this right. Now, this also means... So let's get into the individual issue here right. for a second. This is a legal term, individual. This is not just an arbitrary because of current trans issues that we don't want to offend trans, what gotcha. would it be? Trans men who can have a baby, right? Trans men yes. who can still have a baby, right? That's, yes. that's what it is? You okay. are correct. This is not for inclusive purposes, although it would be said as that or be claimed as including that. No, no, no. An individual is a term legally refers to anyone this refers to children this refers to let's just say minors in general this refers to men this refers to women this refers to a person an individual period mm-hmm. no matter what their age is
0: wow this so what creates if, problems what if you are what if you are a parent and you're you have an underage person who in your house that has a pregnancy. Yes. And their boyfriend is pressuring them to get an abortion. hmm And you and they're like, I think I want to do whatever makes him happy. hmm And you say, No, you aren't doing that. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna take care of you. We're gonna take care of this baby. This boyfriend needs to get out of here. Yeah. Which is fine. However. This would prohibit that?
1: Um, no. Oh. But what it would prohibit is essentially if that boyfriend came to his parents and say, hey, help me take my girlfriend to get an abortion because she wants ah. to do it and her parents won't let her, and they did that, the parents would have no recourse. Against the people that took her. No recourse at all. And it doesn't oh. matter if she was 14, 15, 16. Right. And let's put it into an extreme. Let's say um, that, I'm going to try to put this very delicately, let's say that uh, a girl has found herself pregnant and uh, her overly involved soccer coach mm. has found out about this pregnancy because of his over-involvement in the situation. Hear my air quotes here, people, come on. And he says, oh, no, 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 it's fine. I can take you, and we can get this taken care of. You don't have to tell your parents. And the parents find out there is nothing they can do. This person cannot be prosecuted, even if this child is a minor. Hmm. You can't prove that he got her pregnant. You can't prove that there was any relationship there. And whatever evidence there was is gone. And he took care of that. So this is part of the problem is it's opening up because they've used this word individual as opposed to using the word woman which is an
0: adult human female which is an adult human female become yeah. and
1: that becomes the problem and they could have said women or trans men they could have put that in the law yeah. if they'd wanted to if that would wanted have been to
0: fine to protect trans men that
1: This there you is go. going well far beyond the vagary that is happening here that seems to be just oh very inclusive no it is specifically selected language to try to nullify parental involvement in the care of their children. Hmm. Additionally, if we go back to the top here, it says that an individual has a right to make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions all the way across, including, and this is the important part, but not limited to. Hmm. They're leaving room for other things. What is one of the huge hot-button issues facing minors right now? We've already touched on it. It is the trans issue. Hmm. I was wondering how that came into play. Yes. There is an inundation right now of particularly young women, teenage women, that are dealing with gender identity issues right now. And because it has become a hot-button topic, a political football almost, it has gotten a lot of public attention. And in the same way that we saw cases of things like bulimia and anorexia spike when it came massively into the national attention, we're seeing a drop in those levels. Anorexia nervosa, bulimia, we're seeing a drop in those levels at the same time seeing an almost equal rise – in the number of trans, particularly young girls. Um, And I'm not saying that unsympathetically. I think that the root causes of both of those things are very, very similar in terms of identity, self-image. There are a lot of things that we need to help address there to help these, these young women, 100%. The problem is because they have said things not limited to and they've used the word individual this will now apply to things like this could be applied i'm sorry not definitively but this could easily be applied
0: to the trans issue say of someone giving a, of someone starting themselves on on hormones yeah. or
1: going being taken to have a surgery done as long as there's somebody who is which over which causes
0: reproductive harm down
1: the road right yeah. right and and i'm going to say this i know this is a very bold statement but I am going to say it. In the same way that I have said in the past that I believe abortion will be looked on much like slavery eventually to those generations coming after us in the way that it was performed, in the way that we looked at it, in the way that we tried to justify it. Because again, you can lay those arguments one right over top of the other and it's almost identical. The dehumanization, all of those things, they're almost identical. I've often said that I could probably gauge what your thoughts on slavery at the time would have been based on what your thoughts on abortion are now. Um, And I say that not with judgment, but just saying that's kind of where society was at the time. It was the same debate, but over people who were out and you could see them out and about and it wasn't, you know, an in utero little human. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought just now. Where was I going? You were going to say that in the same way that you said that. Yes. In the same way, I genuinely believe that one day we are going to look at the current rate of... Hormone usage, and sexual surgery, Experimenta- sexual transition experimentation,
0: experimentation on minors. I
1: believe it is going to be looked at in the same way that lobotomies were looked at, right. back when they were used as a means less to than control. 100 years ago. Less than a hundred years ago. And if you look at what a lobotomy was, it was horrifying.
0: What would what would be done? But it was supposed to treat PTSD. It was yes. supposed to and, treat and deal with
1: schizophrenia yeah. and all these things. And it was the miracle cure that was going to make everything good. And they're going to make them productive, happy, calm members of society. Didn't one of the Kennedys have it done? Rose Kennedy, yes, yeah. she did. And and was and wow. was essentially catatonic for the rest of her life. Um, I believe we will eventually look at this with the same level of butchery that that was. And And I and I to your point,
0: that is already the conclusion of some medical professionals in Europe. And that's and
1: these things have started to
0: begun to stop
1: a lot in in European countries. All this to say, this opens the floodgates, even for that, because of the intentional language that has been used in this bill. Hear me now. If you are a pro-choice individual that is listening to this and you want a law in the Constitution that protects abortion rights and the choice rights of women, I hear you. I understand. I think you are wrong, but I understand where you are coming from. This is not that. Yeah, this contains a lot more than that. This contains so much more than that and will open up a floodgate of things that are truly reprehensible and morally evil even aside from any judeo-christian worldview the fact that we can we can put minors out like this and the whole thing that we're seeing pushed now is well the government shouldn't be involved the government shouldn't be involved this is literally taking children's futures out of the hands of their parents organizations that are pushing this have talked about this we need to we need openly. to just eradicate parental consent laws they should not exist
0: and they Any, oppose them whenever they're tried to be implemented, whenever you try and yes. implement a parental consent law. Yes. It's opposed by the same usual suspects.
1: And I will say this has been very—and again, I've read you the entirety of the bill. We're not hiding the ball. Go back and look at that. I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything that is not there. Um, the other issue is, that we can come down to, is the whole issue of fetal viability basically means, well, whatever a physician says. Yeah. it's not based on a scientific standard based on the, the language of this bill. It's If you can find a physician who says this fetus is not viable, then you can terminate. And also if you can find a physician that will say, no, no no, this is for your health. yeah what does that mean? Mental That's what health, I was going socioeconomic out. like like what does that mean? Yeah. it's so everything in here, it is the odd mix of general but specific it is general so that specific things can be done that are unrelated to this bill.
0: Yeah, in the case of Dover v. Bolton the court defined health to include physical, emotional, psychological, familial and the woman's age which basically allows for abortion without limits in the proposed amendment. And let us be clear, legal does not
1: mean scientific. Yeah. Just because a judge decided that does not mean that it holds up to the actual science. And I hate to say the actual science, but as it stands, what we have continued to learn about, about human development from embryo on, it doesn't have anything to do with that. Right. So all this to say, this issue, issue one, is absolutely a moral issue. And for those of us who are believers... Regardless of where you stand on the abortion issue, this amendment is intentionally deceptive. I'm seeing ads that lie about what is in this bill, that lie about what's trying to be done and what this bill is combating. And let me be clear. I don't necessarily think that the people that are the face of this are lying. They're going with the information they've been given
0: by organizations that are intentionally lying about it. The Yes campaign has used, and I'm only talking about the ads that I've seen. Yeah. The ads that I've seen have not used an abortion care provider. No. They have not used a Planned Parenthood uh, representative of any kind. They have not used politicians. No, nope. What they have used in their ads are nurses. Pediatricians pediatricians like children's doctors yeah yep. and and um pastors yes and that is intentional and all of them talk about keeping the government out of our decisions and our ability to make these decisions uh, i recorded one today during the browns game yes. where there was a pastor from columbus talking about the the need that how you know this is a A difficult moment for most families, and they don't need the government getting involved in all of this. And it is troubling that they're confusing the issue by using pro-freedom statements and statements from people that would normally be associated with the no vote. Yeah. So they're taking the people that would be, you know... uh, Normally seen as a no vote, and they're they're making them say yes, right. propaganda rather than well. And as it stands, I, and I will I will say this doctor's
1: name because her name is on the ad. So right. I'm not I'm not talking out of school. She's,
0: she's publicly on the ad. Yeah. Yes. If
1: she wasn't on the ad, I would not do this. But we received one in the mail that says this. It it has a picture of this particular pediatrician, and uh, to the left of her it says, as a pediatrician, it's my job to protect children. I agree you yep. are you are to do no harm to children that is that is as a children's doctor but the quote from her then is we must vote yes on issue 1 so that the government's abortion ban won't stop me from doing my job dr breen i'm sorry dr bean b e n b e e n e sorry yeah yes. lots of each. parent and pediatrician in ohio As a pediatrician, it's my job to protect children. We must vote yes on issue one so the government's abortion ban won't stop me from doing my job, which is protecting children. So how would an abortion
0: ban prevent her from... What's a pediatrician doing with abortion anyway?
1: Right. How how does that work? Very confused. Very confusing. And then on the back of this ad, and this is a quote from her, my patients should make their medical decisions with their families, and not the government. I agree. Yep. This bill ain't that. Clearly, it is taking...
0: Would have appreciated that statement about three and uh, three and a half years ago or three years ago on a different issue.
1: Yes. And <laughs> then it says here, Ohio's extreme ban prevents Ohio... What ban? I get it. The heartbeat bill thing is in. But, but that's it, and it's going through the system right now. It may get knocked down. It probably will get knocked down. Ohio's extreme ban prevents Ohioans from getting an abortion, even when the unthinkable happens. I don't know what that means. What does when the unthinkable happens mean? Issue one is a reasonable, common-sense solution that blocks the ban and restores the rights we've had for generations. No. It goes way farther than what Roe versus Wade did. Right. By a long shot. By the way, there is nothing of the language in the bill on this ad. Yep. Not a single thing, not a single section of the bill is quoted. Absolutely nothing. And then it says, vote yes on issue two, on issue one, sorry, two, ensure that doctors can help their patients when the unthinkable happens. Again, I don't know what that means. Two, stop the dangerous ban that would outlaw abortion with no exceptions. Not true.
0: Not the heartbeat bill.
1: Not true. Even the heartbeat bill, there are exceptions right. to that, period. And finally, take government out of our most personal decisions. Okay.
0: Which government? The one that's just spent a lot of time being involved in our personal medical decisions? Right. That government that couldn't be stopped from masking my kids on a bus when they didn't want to be? Right. I, I don't understand.
1: It doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up. But again, my issue being... I can see how you would be for all the things that she has said here right. and that this ad has said. They're not what's in the bill. What is being said here? And again, I, won't, I will give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she doesn't actually know. That's true. Which is a little bit malfeasance on her part because you have a responsibility to know. Yeah. But there's a part of me that goes, if you know what this bill actually is, what the actual laws on the books are... And you were telling people this? I'm like, you should lose your medical license over this because you're lying. You're lying to patients about their care and their options. So the things that I'm seeing from here are just ignorant if giving the benefit of the doubt and absolutely vile if it's not ignorant. And I say that about this pastor who, who... Again, I don't know if it mentioned his name. But it who, did. But I, who, didn't,
0: I, didn't, I played the ad back, but I didn't see it. It wasn't on at the end. It was on at the beginning. Right. And I tried to get my phone out and record it because it was the second time I was seeing it. right? But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, paid for by Ohioans for reproductive rights is what the, the entity was that ran the ad. Yeah. And again let me let me be very clear this is
1: this issue is about so much more so much more and they're yeah. doing this in a state that does not approve of many of these things people don't like the idea of of kids being taken out from the the realm of their parents people in ohio don't like the idea of kids being taken off to have hormones pumped into them or or gender reassignment surgery without their consent as their parents and again Once somebody's not a minor, I get it. That changes. The legality of everything changes. They can make their own decisions. I hear that. Yep. But we have a responsibility to and for our children. Yep. And I'm sorry, this is vile. This is is nothing more than pure evil. Again, aside from any Judeo-Christian things. But the, the, the way that the government is trying to come in and basically say, you have no say over your children's lives and their decisions. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And that is what this bill is. All other things aside, yes, there are things that have to do with abortion. There are things that have to do with reproductive health. But it's so much more than that. Yeah. And because of that, I will vote no on issue one. Yeah. If I had more than one vote, (laughs) I would vote no on issue one. I implore you— Even those of you out there who are listeners who are pro-choice, I implore you to vote against Issue 1. Yeah. Because if we defeat Issue 1, they will come along with something else that will pull the line back, and we can have a discussion. Right. I am not going to come over to your line and agree with you. I still think a heartbeat bill is as far as you can legally go. I don't think you can go further than that legally. Morally, I think that from the moment of conception, there is a life that is there, period. Right. I will preach that. I will teach that. I will go to my grave with that. I can't prove it legally. Right. And so I can. that's, I feel like, as far as we in the pro-life movement can go.
0: Yeah. We've talked about this a little bit before. If you get a death certificate when your heart is stopped for a certain amount of time, yeah, it makes sense that life starts when your heart has been beating right. for a certain amount of time. Right. And when it's detectable, it's already been beating for a little while. Right. So,
1: but please, yeah. I do. I just implore you, as as a as a father, as a husband, as a believer, as a pastor. I implore you to vote no on this issue.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And if we wake up in November and it passes, I mean, we face new realities, and there's a new, um, you know. Set of circumstances, and we're gonna have to help people through it. Yeah, I mean, it's it, you're gonna have to surround each other and, and help each other through it, and be involved, um, and try to make positive change. But right, um, I'm I'm also not one that is the sky is falling no, all the time. Absolutely I'm not, not in any sort of panic about this. Nor am I. But it's that steady forward thinking of saying what kind of state country, uh county, do you want your kids to live in? Mm-hmm. And and uh what what and the more local it is, yeah, the more impactful it will be for you. Right. So I do think it's important that people stay engaged more so on local issues yeah. than presidential elections or anything national. Right. Our ability to affect that is little. It causes way more worry than it's worth yep. on a national level. But the more localized these things become we have an opportunity with Roe being overturned for us to have more direct influence on these kinds of things. And I think more decisions should be punted from the federal level back to a, as local level as possible on how you want to live your life, what kind of society you want to live in, how you want to organize yourself. I think all of that would be very good. So I I applaud the fact that this is a state issue um, that we get a chance to discuss it. Um, and and decide something here locally. So yeah. um, I I look I look forward to seeing what happens here, and I really do feel like um, there there's hope. Um, there's definitely hope on the horizon here. Yeah. So, and again, I challenge you read read the language
1: of it. Don't don't just take my word for it. Again, I've I've read it um, to you verbatim. Uh, you can go back and listen to that as many times as you want. I know it has stumble or two in there. what, but...
0: what troubled you was that when you went to Google this uh, August. The August one issue one was still there. The this top, is not that issue. Which is the one that we were trying to right. vote, yes vote yes on. on right. <laughs> but it's um, like, <laughs> yeah. no, next time I go to the polls, I don't yeah. need that for anything. I need to vote no. Yeah.
1: And, and, and let me clarify one thing before I'm done. And then, Sheldon, I'm going to let you do the final word okay. because I'm just going to keep getting ranty yeah, if I don't. Yeah, it's okay. But my final, my final thing, and this is very quick, but I know I have used some extreme cases, an example, you know, my, tr- my soccer coach reference and those things. And some of you may be sitting here thinking, oh, you're just fear mongering and trying to get these things. No, 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 I'm not. I want to be very clear. We have seen with a lot of these issues, you can go all the way back to the creation of a thing like Homeland Security. And we looked at that and thought, yeah, this is good. No president will ever abuse this. No agency will ever abuse this. And then they did. And because of the way things were done and the way things were set up, there were no consequences for it. We all were horrified and we pearl-clutched when we found out we were all being spied on by our own government and our own agencies. And nobody went to jail. Nobody got fired. Nothing changed. Now we're all just fine. And we carry around little computers that track us everywhere anyway. I am only saying these things because these loopholes exist and they will be exploited. Yeah. I know I'm using extreme situations, seemingly extreme language, but it is it is it is a very real thing. So all that to say, yeah, there you are. That is why.
0: Well, guys, I really appreciate you joining us. We're gonna try and get into some more um, other, different topics on on future episodes. We felt like this was an important one to do. Uh, We've got some guests lined up. We're excited Mm -hmm. about those. Very much. Um, We're going to have a few people on that I'm sure you will enjoy. Yes. (laughs) Um, And the the discussion is going to be lively no matter what happens. So uh, if you have someone that you think we should have on the podcast, let us know. Um, If you want to reach out to us about this episode further or uh, talk about future episodes, at TTWS Podcast on uh, Twitter or Instagram, our email is the things we say at mail.com and Facebook is facebook.com slash the things we say podcast. So it's been great getting a chance to sit down with all of you again and we'll do it soon. Yes. Yes. We'll see you guys. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for joining the conversation today. The things we say is produced by Nate Ward. Technical direction is provided by Sheldon Stauffer. You can subscribe to The Things We Say on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at The Things We Say Podcast to keep the conversation going. This has been The Things We Say. See you next time.